0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are when you are hearing this message. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and welcome to today's edition of Bible Bites. Um, Actually, this is yesterday's, but yesterday there was a bunch of technical difficulties, from what I understand, that were kind of nationwide. So I wasn't able to post it yesterday. So this is yesterday's, and then here in just a little while, I'll be back on with today's. But I want to give you um, just a few thoughts as we go through our reading for today. My reading for yesterday actually was Psalm 17 through 20. And so I want to just make a few comments uh, along about these Psalms. And so first of all, Psalm 17 is attributed to David. And it was a prayer that he prayed. And so here he is seeking for help and vindication in this prayer. Notice (coughs) that In verse 3 through 5, he speaks of his choices. He talks about how the Lord has tested his heart. He's visited him in the night. He's tried him and found nothing. He's purposed, David purposed, that his mouth will not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of your lips, I have kept away from the paths of destroyers. Uphold my steps in your paths, that my footsteps may not slip. So he's asking God for help here, not only with his speech, but also with his goings and his comings, his, the places and the path that his feet will trod. Um, in verse 8, this is an awesome prayer to pray and maybe make it a part of your prayer life every day. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. That's a beautiful prayer that you might want to adopt and begin to pray that And then in verse 15, he talks about hope for our future. He says, as for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I will be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. And that day is coming, beloved, when we will awake in God's likeness, all those who believe in Jesus. In chapter 18, also, this is a Psalm of David. It's given to the chief musician or to Asaph at that time in David's um, life. And it's written when God delivered David. It's actually um, almost verbatim, a repeat of 2 Samuel chapter 22. These two are almost uh, twin, they're twin sister chapters <clears throat> in the Bible, which tells me it's got important words in it. For God to have included it two times in his word, it's a very important chapter. So I encourage you to read it. That's chapter Psalm chapter 18. <clears throat> In verse 3, I want to pick out a few spots from this. Uh, Verse 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. It is God who delivers us, it is God who protects us, and we need to call upon Him and remember that He is the one that is worthy of all of our praise. Beloved, how beautiful this is. How many times could each and every one of us testify to this very verse? In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him even to his ears. How beautiful is that, that God cares about us? (coughs) Excuse me. Not just that he loves us, but that he hears us and that he cares to even answer us. What a beautiful thing. <clears throat> in verse um nineteen he also brought me, excuse me, he also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. How precious is that that God delivers us we We don't even fathom the way the Lord delights in us. We miss that. But God himself delights in us. He delights in a relationship with us. How precious it is that he loves us and he has a delight in us. And he will deliver us. Verse 28 through 30 speak of how God gives us victory. And in verse 32, it speaks of how it is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. God is the one that gives us strength and victory. Verse 39 says this, For you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose up against me. God will arm us with strength for a battle when we have to go through a battle. You know, it reminded me of when Paul in the New Testament prayed and God said, My grace is sufficient for you. God will arm us with what we need. The grace that we need or whatever it is that we need to go through life. And then in verse 43 through 44 of chapter 18. I love this because I see in this not only this being about King David, but also being prophetic about the ultimate king, King Jesus as well. Verse 43, you have delivered me from the strivings of the people. You have made me the head of the nations. A people I have not known shall serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they obey me. The foreigners submit to me. Hallelujah. So I think that's a little another little hidden nugget that's talking about the coming king and the coming kingdom later on down the line. <clears throat> that God also delivers him from the strivings of the people, makes him the head of the nations. A people he's not known, serving him and hearing him and obeying him. Hallelujah. And that, to me, speaks not only of just David here, but also of Jesus. Welcome as you are able to join in. Praise God. And then in chapter 19, Psalm chapter 19, David also is the author here. And it's another one that was written to be a song. It was delivered to the chief musician who was Asaph in that day, in David's day. Um, I want to read verse 1 of Psalm chapter 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handiwork and how true that is. But it just amazes me at how even David in those days when he didn't have any kind of telescope, he didn't have NASA, he didn't have uh, spaceships and you know other things that are out there exploring the universe for us to bring us back all the beautiful pictures and, and images and information that we now have. But just in his day, just looking up at the sky, just seeing the beauty of the constellations in the night sky. The beauty of the sun, the varying clouds that he would see through the day. And he he makes this statement that those are declaring the glory of God, the weightiness of God, the worthiness of God, the value and the heaviness of the Lord who has made them. Hallelujah. Verse 7 through 9 tells us about the benefits of God's holy word. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. All of those are worthy of, of even more study than this little um commentary moment that we have together but it's speaking of the word of God and then he goes on and he says in verse 10 more to be desired are they than gold yea than much fine gold sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb moreover by them your servant is warned and in keeping them there is great reward and here this whole section David is talking about the beauty and preciousness of the word of God. Beloved, is it more precious to you than gold? The Word of God is more beautiful than fine gold. It's more precious and sweeter than the honey. It's more to be desired. And through them, we are warned and admonished when we need to be. We are kept and we are taught the right path and kept from evil path. And in keeping these, in keeping the Word of God, in obedience, in living a life of obedience, there is great, great reward. Praise God for that. Hallelujah. And then in verse 12 through 14. Who can understand his own errors? His errors. Cleanse me. Listen to this. Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Sounds like Paul in Romans chapter 6 there. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression. He even goes on and he says this, and this is another good scripture to pray maybe every day. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. You know, God has always been after the heart anyway. It's not just about what we do, because everything we do or everything we say is going to come from something down deeper inside of us. Something that's been cultivated inside in our hearts. And so it's a good thing to pray that the words of our mouth, what we say, but also the motivations, intents, and thinkings in our heart would also be acceptable to the Lord, that they would be pleasing to God. reminds me of when Paul in the New Testament is speaking about the wholesome communication, that our words should be always seasoned with grace and, and wholesome and let no unwholesome communication come out of our mouths. And so, beloved, that's what the Word of God can do for us. And we need to pray these things. And when we pray according to the Word of God, we know that we're praying according to the will of God. And John tells us later on in the New Testament that when we know that we pray according to the will of the Lord, we know two things. First of all, He hears us. Second of all, He grants us our prayers because it's in in line with what His will is to begin with. And so I encourage you with those things. And lastly, in chapter 20, David also is the author of this, and it's given as a song again to the chief musician. It's also a prayer for help in time of trouble. So it's a beautiful one for us to remember when we may be in positions or in times of trouble ourselves. And I just want to read verse 7 through 9 as we bring this um, this episode to a close. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen but we have risen and stand upright save lord may the king answer us when we call so this is talking about who we rely upon for our salvation and for our deliverance from troubles and we must remember that our help our help is in god and in none other it's not by might nor by power but by the spirit of god there's another place in the scriptures that say say that so we don't trust in chariots and we don't trust in horses. We don't trust in strength and might of military or government or any other thing. Our help is in the Lord. We remember the name of the Lord our God. We remember that he is Yahweh Shalom. We remember that he was Yahweh Yareh, the Lord who provides for us. We remember that he is Yahweh Sikhanu, our righteousness. We remember that he is uh, El Gabor, the mighty God. We remember that he is uh, Gadol Adonai, uh, the Almighty, the the Lord. He is El Shaddai, the Almighty. He is he is everything we need. He is Yahweh Raphekah, the Lord who heals us. He is our supply. He is our need. And we don't trust in any other. So, beloved, I hope that this message has encouraged you today. I will be back on in just a little while to cover today's message. I apologize that I'm a day behind. But this was um, this was just due to difficulties yesterday that we could not avoid. And uh, so I hope that this has been a blessing to you. And I will be back on in just a little bit with today's message. God bless you. And I hope you can join me again for future episodes of Bible Bites.